1: This is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of
0: the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. Thank you, Brian Brown, for that introduction. Yes, indeed, it is Lock It In with Cam Rogers. That's me. What's going on? I am so excited to have Taylor Mathis on the program, a friend of mine, and, of course, the host... For SuperBook Sports, follow her on Twitter at tmathsports. TMath, what up? Hi, Cam. I'm so excited that you're having me on. Yeah, we've gone, t- we've gone way back. Now we go way back. Absolute TBT Central, no doubt about it. And so, you know, Taylor, I've noticed with your brand over probably the last couple of years, you've really channeled this sports betting thing. And I'm sort of in the infancy of it right now. Talk to me about your journey and just your career overall in the sports betting space.
1: Yeah. So I've actually been in sports betting now. I guess it will be coming up on close to a year in two months. So I got approached by a uh, company called Bet Karma. And I it was right, like, kind of post-COVID. I had been doing work out here for a company, Sidelining for the Suns, which was an, a blast. But um, I got laid off during COVID and then I was kind of like figuring out, well, what's going to be my next move, you know, right. with sports being gone and what am I going to do? And I got this offer from Bet Karma to kind of start doing a lot of uh, video picks and stuff like that. And at first I, I absolutely knew nothing about sports betting at all. So I was like, I'm going to have to teach myself and learn if this is something that I want to do and stick with. So I decided to take the gig with Bet Karma and the ball like really started rolling and I started really realizing, wow, I actually now find this more interesting than I did doing sidelining or just straight up hosting. I think because for me, it requires a lot more research and like Mm. analysis on why you're taking specific things And I just feel like that's kind of like where my strong suit is. I like to be able to explain why I like a certain team over another, why I like a certain player for this reason or that. So Bet Karma was a great starting point. And then now um, I work for Osmo doing a lot of player prop uh, shows and coverage a couple times a week and Superbook as well. Um, We are now in... Quite a few different states were open and obviously we have the largest sports book in Vegas at Westgate. So it is super fun. All the stuff I get to do with them. It's been like a great opportunity so far. So I love it.
0: It's been so fun following the journey and congratulations on your success so far. Talk about Superbook Sports. Are you in Las Vegas with them? Or are you working remotely? No. So I work remote. I am in Arizona. So I'm okay. really only
1: about like, you know, a 45 minute flight. I actually, I'll be in Vegas with Superbook for the tournament. So I'm super excited about that. That'll be really fun. Um, I cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. We have a lot of really cool stuff coming up. We're going to be, me specifically, doing some stuff with Superbook. And I don't know if you've ever heard of all the Book It guys, but Mm -hmm. we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff at Superbook. It's going to be really fun. We have really exciting stuff in store for the tournament. So I'm excited to get started with that. But On the day-to-day, I'm in Arizona, um, like bringing content, doing all my content from here, my little studio area, which is actually all doing that these days. I know. Right. This is actually my closet that I'm in, (laughs) but, uh, I do everything mostly from here and then, um, travel and do events with Superbook here and there. We have one coming up this Saturday too, for the Colby Covington UFC fight. Awesome. Um, So I will be doing stuff with that this
0: weekend as well. So that'll be really fun. Fantastic. Follow her on Twitter, Team Math Sports to see all the new content coming through. You know, it's interesting. We have talked about this on my show a lot, how the sports betting phrase has become less and less taboo. What do you think about that? Because, you know, five years ago, you would never have imagined odds on like an NFL broadcast or PGA Tour broadcast. And now it's very much part of the sports media conversation. Isn't that amazing?
1: Oh yeah, it is. And I think that just as like a token to what I was saying too, sports betting, especially for females, I don't think has really ever been a thing. Mm. A lot of guys, you know, have had their bookies and done all that behind the scenes, but now, like you said, it's not taboo anymore. It's legal everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants to get in on it. Everybody wants to try it. Even if you've never been a gambler or a better before, I feel like right now with the way the industry is booming, everybody wants to get like a piece of the pie. And I just think the industries are I think right now, just it's still the baby that, like you said, the infancy no of doubt. things, it's going to grow more and more and get crazier and crazier. I love that it's becoming so in a way mainstream as a part of like the sports experience. Now I think it makes it just that much more fun for even the casual fan. If they put some money on a game that they maybe never would have watched in the first place, it gives them a reason to pay more attention.
0: Yeah. Our friend Jared Smith has said this on our show here, how it's all about just betting responsibly, having fun. It's not like you're trying to make a profit, like a living off of it or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: I think that's one thing uh, like, newer people should understand or you know there's some people that come for you on twitter and stuff these handicappers that are like i've been doing this my whole life oh i've seen those tweets from people right exactly the way i see it for myself at least is i don't even i don't even keep track of my record of my picks for certain things because i see myself as a betting analyst i'm not trying to sell you picks Mm -hmm. and sell you my record all my picks are free all my betting analysis is free and I'm putting content out there for people to enjoy in the sports betting world that's the way I see it so I'm like I'm not gonna like harp and keep track so hard on my record like of course I want to win and I want to win everybody money but it's also for me my units are small and Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to you know build my entire living like you said off with handicapping
0: it's so hard to be right so often let's be real. exactly you know? exactly like it's <laughs> impossible all right let's get into something you probably are thrilled to talk about but i have to ask you as i consider you a baseball analyst the mlb lockout taylor where are we headed here the opening day slate has been pushed back so i mean who's really to blame is it shared where are we at for myself
1: my thoughts on this is I know a lot of people want to say like it's Manfred and everything like that. And not that he's been amazing because he really hasn't been for the sport as a whole, but I think that there's share on both sides. In my opinion, some of these players and and the league and everything, the way they're seeing things, do they realize how much money they make in comparison to Mm. us regular folk out here with other jobs? Like, I know it's a 10 billion dollar industry right now. I wish that they could just come to an agreement because I think that the sport of baseball, unfortunately, because baseball is my favorite sport. I love it. It's like losing its love and passion as America's pastime in the United States. And this does not help things like the youth of today are not growing up loving baseball like they used to. Other sports are taking precedent over baseball now. And if The MLB like wants to re earn that. I feel like the best thing they could have done was on both sides came to a quick decision so that we could have baseball, you know, they could start to develop. I think one of the coolest things they did last year was having the field of dreams game. That was epic for baseball. It like made people who didn't love baseball before fall in love with baseball and people who did already love baseball, love it even more. So I'm just, Thinking in my head, if I were the league, if I were the players, you know, maybe we got to do a little bit of give and take to get the sport where it's supposed to be. Why are we arguing over money? Like, let's just play baseball. That's how I see it.
0: It seems like your mindset too is let's think long game here, folks. Like, right. let's think about bringing people on board 10 years from now. And we need to get this sorted out now to figure it out later, you know? Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I feel like we've got it you've got to get it sorted out now so that the younger generation is into baseball as a kid. Like one thing I saw in the NBA earlier this season that I really loved in the NBA is, is not my favorite personally. So for me to even say this big thing out there, but um, John Morant giving his Jersey to the little kid. I don't know if you saw this video clip. I believe it was during the golden state game, just because he wanted the younger generation to see the Grizzlies organization and basketball and the NBA as a whole as something that he could start from as a little kid as a fan and grow up with it. And I think that's something really cool that a lot of the younger NBA players are doing. And that's something that I'm like, these MLB players should be looking at things like that in the grand picture of things.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's pivot here to March Madness, it's a big-time month for golf, big-time month for college basketball as well. Taylor, you've been firing off your selections on Twitter. I want to get your thoughts here overall about what we should expect for this edition of March Madness. I'm thinking a lot of carnage, a lot of upsets. I'm thinking a lot of upsets, too. And one of the reasons
1: I say that is because we saw seven top ten teams Lose on Saturday, that's the most in NCAA history to lose in a single day. So I think that's saying something about where the rankings stand. And we saw two upsets last night as well. I mean, if you're looking at that TCU Kansas game, I really wish I would have put money on that because I just had this gut feeling that TCU was going to come away with that win. I didn't really have any reason to back that up. It was just a gut feeling and I should have went with it but I didn't, didn't actually put any money on it. But um, another game I went to Iowa. So I always, you know, focused and look at the big 10 a lot that game yesterday between Wisconsin and Purdue. A lot of people are on Purdue. I was on Wisconsin and I ended up Same being here. right. <laughs> I, I was very happy about that one. We actually did an odds boost through super buck. That was like my college basketball pick of the day. So everybody that tailed me on that play, that was, a, that was a good one. So I think there's going to be a lot of upsets. Like you're saying, I, I'm interested to see if it's going to end up being a team in the end that nobody was expecting. Cause right. I feel like I could see that happening this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And going off of that, looking at the odds board out there, obviously Gonzaga is the favorite as we stand to cut right. down the nets. Is there any value there or is there value elsewhere in your mind?
1: I think there could be value there because I feel like with March Madness, well, with NCAA basketball as a whole, like we're just saying this year, it could be anybody's ballgame. You never know. You could be ranked a number one seed and you could go in and lose the first round. Like It wouldn't be rare for us. It's not like we've never seen that before. Um, so I think there could be some value there as them at, they are the favorite. I'm sure there's still plus odds on that. So
0: yeah, I think
1: it's not a bad move.
0: Yeah. I think plus 400 as we stand right now. And of course those odds can change your Hawkeyes. How deep are they going this year?
1: All right. So I actually, a pick that I've got, you know, heading off of this podcast right now is we've got Iowa taking on Michigan Thursday night. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting game to look at because the Hawkeyes have won four in a row now, Mm -hmm. but the last time they played Michigan, they lost. Michigan's now coming off of a win against Michigan state, which is a big rivalry game for them. I think though, I, I sometimes hate betting on my alma mater, but I really think that I'm going to take the Hawkeyes in this spot. I feel like they're hot right now heading into March, which we know can be very important for a team And I also think the fact that they lost very closely last time against Michigan is going to give them a little bit of a foot up on this one. It is a road game though. So um, I'd like to see how the Hawkeyes do, but I, I think that we come away with this. How far do I think they get in the tournament?
0: Be real Taylor. Buy a hat off
1: second round. Okay. I don't think we're a second <laughs> round. I like. I mean, what last year we were ranked so much higher and had such better seating and everything like that, and we still only made it to the second round. So I'm only gonna go second round. Realistically, the Big Ten's been a bust last year during the tournament.
0: Yeah,
1: this year. I don't know if we'll see the same, um, but I wouldn't be that surprised if we did.
0: It seems like everybody's cannibalizing each other in the Big Ten. Wisconsin's beating Purdue. Michigan State had a big win last weekend. It's crazy.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Uh, Yeah. So best bets for the weekend. You have one out there for Thursday night. What else you got?
1: Okay. So I've got a couple NBA plays that I'm really liking uh, for this, you know, next few days here. First one I'm going to be looking at is the Mavs Golden State game. Okay. I think right now the Mavs are hot. The spread right now is they are two and a half point underdogs to Golden State. I'm going to lay the points with the Mavs on this one. They're eight and two in their last 10 games. Luca's leading the Mavs in points, assists, and rebounds. And he's averaging what? I think it's 27 and a half points right now per game. That's more than Steph Curry. I just like where the Mavs are at. They're coming off a big win against the Lakers, which, you know, before you could say, Oh, a big win against the Lakers because of who the Lakers are in their name. But they've just been very disappointing this season in the West. Um, I I like where the Mavs are at right now. They're sitting in fifth, obviously golden state sitting in second behind my son's. Um, so I'm liking, uh, where things are shaking out for the suns right now in the West, but I also think the Mavs are very hot right now and they're playing very well right now. So I like, uh, plus two and a half for the Mavs
0: golden state game. Hammer it folks. There you go. Best bets with Taylor Mathis before you go here, Taylor, a throw in question, your Dallas Cowboys, I mean, great regular seasons. And then they disappoint you in the playoffs. How annoying is that as a fan? Don't even get me started on that. I'm like,
1: oh, I really thought this year at least we would get past the 49ers. Let's yeah. win a first round. Let's win a first round game. Um, didn't happen. And the 49ers, though, I after that, I really looked at the 49ers as a whole different team and I was kind of like, they're the real deal. Like I I mean, realistically, they were right there to beat the Rams and be in the Super Bowl. Like. So I don't know what 49ers fans have to complain about. They're always complaining about Jimmy G and I don't get it at all. There are way worse quarterbacks out there that you could have, but um, my Cowboys, it looks like Dak just got some shoulder cleanup done. That's something. uh, Hopefully it doesn't sound like it was a big thing. Everything's going to be fine. Like heading into the season. I'm going to be real. Mike McCarthy. I don't think is our guy at head coach. Um, I think that he needs to go I'm not a fan I I don't think he's making the right moves we saw the Cowboys defense improve a over this last season so I'm like so where's our run game at we have Tony Pollard and Zeke right. Elliott and we are never running the ball what's going on Kellen Moore somebody figure something out for me um but I I I am hoping, you know, as I do every year as a Cowboys fan, that we're gonna go into things and we are going to win a Super Bowl because we have those expectations, but I don't know if it'll happen. My long shot dark horse that I really like for the Super Bowl uh, okay. next year, that I think is a random one. Um, possibly I'm gonna go Denver Broncos. And my only reason I say this is there's a lot of questions up in the air right now with Aaron Rodgers. What he's going to end up doing. Is he going to retire? Is he going to stay with Packers? Is he going to go somewhere else? All of that stuff. And then we recently heard that they've gotten no calls about Aaron Rodgers, I guess, which I also think is interesting. Um, But if he would end up going to Denver, I don't know. I just think, think they could be some random long shot that would not, I guess, long shot, but a not as expected favorite to win the Super Bowl.
0: It's got to be some good value right now, especially amid the news that Rodgers isn't going to go and he's talking with the Packers. So jump on that number is what you're saying. Right. Yes. Yes. I think it's at like plus 2,000 right now. Okay. There you go. Taylor Mathis right here on Lock It In with Cam Rodgers. Taylor, always great catching up with you. Follow her on Twitter, T Math Sports. We'll chat down the line. Appreciate it. Bye, Cam. Thanks so much for having me.